I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Oh, We're back, baby. We are back. Oh. We are back. Oh. Hello, Mr. Hello. Gorgeous Jason. How are you? I'm good. How are you, mate? Oh, <laughs> It's the new year, new us. Look at us. Look I'm at absolutely us. beaming. Oh, I'm beaming. I mean, what a like. I just, I just love it. Like we have set ourselves up beautifully, right? <laughs> new year, start rest. You know, not even restart a podcast. No. Carrying on a podcast, and we have got an absolute belter to begin oh my god and do you know what it's really weird because it's been so we've been dear listener thank you for being patient with us we've been away for a few weeks we've been loving life just chilling getting used to the new year and also just doing a bit of research really we've been all been we've been you know doing our little marvel research you know here and there but um you know it's just nice it's it feels fresh it feels fresh do you, do you know what's helped me with my uh, marvel research what go on so during uh during the old uh christmas and uh i have to be honest matt does know this i don't i don't like all this pretending stuff so matt is aware <laughs> he is I aware i got this aware, gift yeah. but he, this is the first time we've seen it live so to speak but over christmas i got rewarded the 500 so cool. cinematic universe facts and honestly, when I first opened it, you, you never know what these things are going to be like. Mm-hmm. When I started going through it, it separates each film up all the Amazing. way from Iron Man. It carries on to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it deals with some TV series as well. Fair enough. It's pretty up to date. Yeah, and it's not too bad at all. So, uh, but obviously we are we are page 79. Do you, do you know what? page 79 is i think i do my friend because if you are new dear listener we are don't be a hero podcast and we are currently going through every single marvel movie and tv show from the date of release and we've been doing this since april may i can't remember now may of 2022 and we are now at infinity war Honestly, if there was if there was ever an episode, if there was ever an episode to listen to, if there was ever something, a film to talk about, it's this one. It's this one. <laughs> it is insane. Oh. So where 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 so where have we last been? So we've last been in Thor Ragnarok world, right? 
No, Black Panther was the last one that we did. Yeah. Yes. Black Panther, but I am right in thinking it's the end of Thor that we begin back with, though, right? Because we're back with Thor on the ship. That's right. It does start. It starts with the end of Thor Ragnarok. That's right. Effectively. Start. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we we end up with like this. This. I think the, these are the words that I will definitely say multiple times about this film. It does not mess around. It goes straight in. Straight at all times for the entire <laughs> two and a half hour journey. Yeah, at all, t- just straight in. There was Literally. no messing around. Literally, I mean, before we kick in immediately, start talking about the movie, uh, dear listener, sit back. I hope you're well. Happy New Year to you. Just sit back and have a little listen about this because you know. Also, throughout the episode, um, we have got comments from other podcasters as well. We reached out through our social media platforms on uh, getting comments about Infinity War because, again. The whole reason why we're doing this is because it gives us an opportunity to talk about how it felt the first time when we watched it compared to how we watched it, you know, recently. And when we talk about it and sort of compare and contrast. And one of the questions I asked was, how did it feel the first time going into the cinema and watching Infinity Infinity War? And, you know, what were the uh, accounts around that? So we, we, we've got some stories to share from other podcasters, which is exciting to tell. So we'll do that later on. But yeah, can we do some tomato eater before we go into the summary? <laughs> Um, oh mate, it has been too long, mate. It's been I too have long. To I have not had, uh, you know, not even thought about getting bringing it up. <laughs> you really um, haven't. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. That is the here it is though. So tomato meter. You want to go straight in with a rating? I I do. Yeah, go on. All Hit right. me. If this isn't a good rate, oh, I tell you what, I am surprised at the rating. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, this is nowhere near as high as I would have I would have put it. Um, so the tomato meter, so the official uh, rating, eighty five percent. What? I know, I know, and we've what? seen some really high ones right in the past. Um, so eighty five percent. That's surprisingly low. Very, very surprising. You know? no, almost annoyingly low. Mm. <laughs> I, it, it's you know, if you compare it to any other film, then no, it's not low. But Infinity War, this film, which is just pure platinum prestige, like <sighs> it's off the rails, right? Eighty-five percent. But even the so the audience score, yeah, uh, they're hitting us with a ninety-two percent audience oh. score. Oh, that so, sounds a bit better. That's that a bit, sounds that's, a lot better. That's a bit healthier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am. I am shocked at the eighty-five percent. I mean, it's a bit offensive. It's a bit offensive, but it's you know fine. That is what it is. That is, is what it is. I mean, Captain America, for instance, Civil War got ninety percent. Got five percent more than this. How can how can that get five percent more than Infinity War? Guardians of the Galaxy. 92%. I mean, it does deserve that. Guardians you, of the Galaxy is a quality film. It is. It is. But, a, but this is like, come on, mate. This so is just... with that in mind, we need to kind of, we need to go into this movie. There's so much to talk about in Infinity War. So we'll see how long this episode is. But 
my notes, mate. Honestly, you know, I was joking about a few episodes ago, just being like, I don't do notes anymore. I went straight in with the notes, and honestly, I got so many. Yeah, I, I regret absolutely start, tons starting the notes again, mate. I started at the beginning of the film. Uh, I realised quite soon that otherwise I'm just going to end up not actually watching the film. No, I no. wrote so many notes. Yeah, he, he, Heim, Heimdall dead. No, is literally one of the notes. Heimdall <laughs> <still> dead. No. <laughs> well, to be yeah. honest, to be honest, it doesn't beat mine. Where I just, I've literally just got Peter Tingle. <laughs> That's it, Peter Tingle. Full stop. Um, yeah. Before you get into Peter's Tingle or Peter oh, yeah. Tingle or whatever it might be, do you want me? Let me. Let me. Let you hit me. Let me hit what? what hit, hit you hit me. Yeah, I, <laughs> you hit me, Boris. It's been too long. I'll hit you with the uh, synopsis. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. <gasps> Let's go. Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, the evil Thanos. On a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos plans to use the artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet and existence itself has never been more uncertain, as everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment. That. I gotta say. Whoever's wrote that, that is... I got to say, this might be, this is what, 33, 34, episode 33, 34? I don't know. But that has got to be the best summary read you have ever delivered, my friend. Oh, thank you so I'm going to stand up. I'm sorry. (laughs) You deserve that. Oh, you're far too kind. You're far too kind. It's oh my god, mate! What uh, it is? There was something in it actually that made me think. Oh my god, yeah. Um, oh, Infinity Stones, right? Mm. Um, so are we get. Are we going straight in now? We're gonna. I think we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna talk about. To. We're gonna. We're going. Yeah. Otherwise, we will be here until tomorrow. But um, I one of my, straight away. One of the my favorite things about this film is it does such a good do- a job of explaining itself. Yeah. Now, and what I mean by that is we've gone through many Marvel films that kind of rely on the viewer to go, right, we think that you've watched the last couple of films or we think you know this character enough where we don't have to re-explain anything, like almost yeah. anything, right? Yeah. To, to, and sometimes that can be detrimental to the film where you're just like, I think there was... I can't remember Ant Man. Maybe there was one film where it there was so much to like, so much science to unpack that you were like, I cannot remember what on earth yeah. it was trying to achieve. This, like, we go straight in. Right, what are the stones? At each point, he goes right. Okay, that's the time stone. We we see the time stone in action. Right, he's got the strength uh, uh, stone. Right, um, we uh, power stone. Um, we see that in action. Every every occasion, it really spells it out. That for me is winning formula. That and I'm I, I'm totally one hundred percent with you on that because what it does, it then it becomes a super accessible movie for somebody that maybe haven't, well maybe haven't seen some of the movies, maybe you know hadn't seen any of them. You know, you can I think you can still watch this. I'd be really interested actually. I don't, I've never met anybody who hasn't seen any Marvel movie 
and has only seen Infinity War. Mm. And I'd be interested to know what what how that is and how they can do, you know see the story. But I I'm with you on that. I think it is accessible for anybody to be able to pick up and just to enjoy enjoy the movie because like we were just saying, it's it kicks off with an absolute whack in the dick. Like it really <laughs> does. Like there's <laughs> no better way to describe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it does. Like so we so we start with. Thor after Ragnarok, Asgard is gone. Mm. We've got his 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 people are now just on a ship. They're refugees, <laughs> you know. They've left their land, right? And then Thanos comes and occupies the ship, takes out you know half of everybody. Oh, and there's and in there there's a there's an Easter egg in the first initial shots where you can see Korg's ship with mm. Valkyrie flee to go to New Asgard. I like it. Uh, there's there's a little shot. I think it's a wide shot, and you can see a little ship on the far right hand corner of mm. where you see Asgard. I don't know what the name of the Asgard ship is, but it, you can see it go away, fly into the distance as they're being oh, wow. um, everyone's being murdered. But it, like literally, it starts with bloodshed. It starts bloodshed. with bloodshed all over the shot. People getting stabbed. You've got Thor. You think when you think of Thor, you think of this this confident almost cocky and arrogant hero that has never failed that has always delivered mm. and you see him in the first five minutes of this movie at his weakest and most vulnerable point yeah yeah all right and then you got you got the you got the death of loki you've got the fact that and there's there's this first moment where loki you can quite you can easily see in tom hilderson's performance he's weighing up what do i do here what are my options? How am I going to one protect myself, but also you can see he wants to protect his brother as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think because this is hmm, is this Loki's first time of encountering Thanos? I think it is, right? Yeah, he's never yeah. encountered Thanos, so he's not going to yeah. know how. Um, yeah, I think it is right. He has a Thanos. We we haven't seen Thanos on Loki, so. You can kind of see that bargaining going on with Loki, like you say, in terms of how does he play this? He's mm. he's never encountered Thanos. He doesn't know, you know, ca can he be his mischievous self and and get away with it? Can he? Because initially he's like kind of on the side with Thanos, right? Yeah. And I genuinely do believe there is like for the first couple of moments he was thinking, oh yeah, I could easily get on board, like but almost be his apprentice, and yeah. then and then later, much later down the line. I will then, yeah, no, fuck him over. Whereas instantly he realises, yeah, this is well beyond me. Like, oh, I, I even I can't make this, you know, I can't make make this go any longer than, you know, right now. Mm. Um, so then, he, yeah, he so he reveals exactly, and, and he <laughs> he kind of, you know, I think you can see he was trying to protect his brother first and foremost. Mm. And then his his action of going, you know, y you know, acting like he was yielding to Thanos, saying, "Look, you need a guide for Earth. Let me help you." And then he goes to stab him in, you know, in the throat, and obviously it just goes pear shaped, and he ends up getting snapped like a twig. You can, you you just you see that from that moment, Loki righted righted all his wrongs. Do you know what I mean? There was the, yeah, there, there yeah, was a yeah. there was a redemption story that was completed mm. in that moment from Loki. Yeah, 
and then the the, the fact that you're killing an you know an audience favorite in the mm. first five minutes is horrendously brave. Yeah, yeah, and I and I remember that in the cinema. That was a massive mm. moment in the cinema. Um, yeah. People audible audible gasps, audible you know anger, um, and um, and and you know ninety five percent of it all because of how I've described it. Um, Thanos's assistant, who I've been trying to look whilst you've been talking, trying to look for his name. I can't find his name. Uh, um, but Thanos's assistant, who looks like Voldemort, completely lifted, right? Absolutely, that's exactly lifted. what I got. Like Vol- Voldemort just walking on a ship. That's 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 what that that's what that looked like to me. I don't, you know, the Russo brothers just thought, well, fuck it, you know. We've tried really hard with the rest of the film. So this guy who features for about ten minutes, we'll just. Well, speaking speaking of him, and the other the other female character that there is that has kind of like half a blue face. Yes. Now that was that's acted by an actor actress again name I can't find because I also just tried finding it, um, but that that person is completely CGI'd, and it mm. feels like it's a bit wasted. You know, you can see when every time that per, that that character's in shot, it's. Mm. Uh, there's been there's you know i'm not going to immediately go into a gripe there's i'm i I mean mate i'm not talking about gripes today that i don't know about you but there are calls and 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 i've seen you know tweets as i was watching the movie i was looking at kind of tweets on on the movie and quite a few of them slate the cgi Hmm. quite a few of them say that the, the infinity war is the worst cgi out of the mcu okay yeah, I, I think for me, as Mr. Like, you know, pauper who just goes and watch, watches films and enjoys them, I, th- yeah. I think for me, the CGI has got to be She-Hulk bad before <laughs> I will recognise yeah. that there is some, some shoddy C- CGI at play. Yeah. Um, you, I didn't you do, really you, get that from that. I mean, I, I saw certain moments. One was definitely that character. Um, mm. And there was another moment where you had... Um, uh, Iron Man and Spider Man in the ship when they're in their na- in their uh, nano suits, mm. um, you can very clearly see just the the top half of their head is them, and then everything below is CGI, and you can see the crease quite clearly <laughs> around their necks, um, yeah. and in a kind of like a wide shot. But it gets better as they get closer in. But like I think maybe there was moments where they had to go straight into production, and then they kind of run out of time. Um, with certain, and again, if you think of the magnitude of this movie, the amount of footage they must have had as well, yeah, with all yeah. these characters, absolute colossal amount of footage, and the amount of re- like reshots that would have had mm. to been done right at the last minute, mm-hmm. and and all sorts. Um, I don't think anything's quite as bad so far from our MCU run as I believe it was Captain America: Civil War, which begins with an Avengers fight in like the Alps. And yes. you remember that in the snow, yes. and it literally is the worst CGI we've encountered so far. Mm-hmm. It just looks like some computer spam, basically. <laughs> They've just spammed a load of figures on some snow. <laughs> spammed a load yeah. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spamming it everywhere. Um, but yeah, the I'm going to go straight into the fact that uh, what one of my highlights um, as we you know kind of deep dive into the film is that. 
similar in in the way that the very first Avengers does it. Um, the way that we meet characters is done seamlessly. So obviously not almost no one's really together in this film. We meet we meet everyone kind of separately all over the place. But the way that it's done feels incredibly organic. Even yeah. sort of Bruce Banner falling through, uh, you know, um, uh, the the hole into uh, Doctor Strange's lab or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. mansion place. Um, and then the way he meets uh, Doctor Strange and Wong is brilliant. Um, and then and you've got Peter Parker on the bus, and he and he just gets looped into it. I just think I think yeah, really yeah. Again, they've done a great job of. of it's really this. snappy, isn't it? it like yeah. introducing these characters, a, a lot of them happen within the space of ten minutes, mm. like literally ten fifteen minutes. You've got Peter, you got Peter Parker included. Iron Man is in there with uh, Gwyneth. Um, <laughs> My favourite. Your favourite. Uh, we've got Hulk, obviously Hulk in there. Obviously Thor was introduced, and you've just got literally the Avengers are all in there, pretty much to a certain extent, um, within those first fifteen minutes, and then it's just from that point onwards, it's it's all out action, plot point after moment after moment after moment. Um, can I can I just go back a little bit because I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are mm. on 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 the introduction of Thanos into the movie. So he he's just on the ship, right? He just yeah. arrives on the ship yeah. straight away. There's no messing around. Um, I I really like it. Um, I I only thing I could say perhaps is that maybe it wasn't quite as big. Bearing in mind this is like the first like we see him lots and lots up mm. to this point, but this is going to be his film. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I, I feel, yeah, may, maybe, but I, d- I don't know. I, th- I think they were going quite clearly going in for a, um, you know, this is this is where we're at, um, uh, and al- also because this is um, this is pre credits, right? We're not even we're not even we've not had the Avengers of Infinity War flick up or anything at this point. This is just straight in, straight in. Um, so actually, I think. For pre-credit scenes, you can get away with kind of like having a like a real oh ego. We're going straight, yeah. going straight in, um, but yeah, yeah. What about you? Well, how did you I, 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 it's funny because you were just saying it, you didn't feel it was as big as it probably could have been. Mm. Whereas I feel like this was the perfect introduction to a super villain, mm. like where you're effectively you're got you've got this you've got this. Um, you know, you've got this massive villain in one confined location where he has effectively killed off a bunch of innocent people, but also completely annihilated one of the strongest people, two, two of the strongest heroes in MCU. Mm. Hulk and Thor have been absolutely pacified by Thanos with with complete ease, yeah. and also one of the most loved characters has been killed off. And in and in that instance, you go, oh, oh, he's the real deal. Oh, mm. we we can't we can't mess with this guy. Oh, so the one thing that I'll come back at is I would say, do you not think that for a for Thanos, who up to this point we have only ever seen him interact with, I think at most th- like three or four characters ever at, at one time. 
right? Yeah. He's only ever in like multi, like really small scenes with Nebula or whatever, whoever it might be. So could, my only my only thing would be you've got all those dead bodies there, whereas actually what I would have really liked and it is the pre-credit scene to be you know them on this ship everything's hunky dory and then Thanos entering and everyone's reactions but that stems from me loving the whole civilian thing so for yeah. me having having 300 you know Asgardian refugees going in the ship like and and they just think life's normal we're on our way whatever and then suddenly we just get you know this like lightning flash or whatever and then Thanos is stood there and he's like walking round with his like proper slow talking and and then and then we just see him walk and then cuts and then I don't know we see something else we go back and then all the dead bodies and then we go into that scene because for me I feel that that creates that fear right of this character whereas we didn't we didn't although yeah we have like you say through Loki through Thor we get that but actually, seeing it on a on a wider scale, I think would have put more fear into me watching it. But don't you think the fact that they killed Loki in in that kind of confined space without a bunch of civilians seeing it? Mm. Don't don't you feel like that like strikes fear into the heart of the audience more than uh, than creating more of a narrative worldwide fear of what Thanos is? Like we as an audience immediately go, oh, what? What have you just done? You well, know? Yeah, I think the only... Yes, but only because after Loki dies, um, Thanos says something like, there's no turning back. Or, or there's some... Um, like, basically, it alludes to the fact that we as viewers know that Loki's done this before, right? He's dead, yes. he's died, yeah, and yeah. he's come back. So, naturally, when you're watching it like, when I was watching this in the cinema, you're going, oh, yeah, they're not really going to kill off Loki. But it, but mm-hmm. having that additional line by Thanos, I like I say, really bad because I can't remember what it was, uh, unless I wrote Is it Is it no more resurrections? Was. No more resurrections oh, this might time? Might well be, yeah. No resurrections this time, maybe. Um, and I think it's that line that does it because then I'm like, oh shit, okay, all right, now no, that this is this is it. Going back to the citizens, I know you love the citizens so much, Forrest. You know I do, mate. I love the citizens. Since, since day one, all Forrest has cared about was the well-being of all the citizens of New York. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. But there is one thing I did really enjoy was this was the shot of when um you sort of saw like the flicker of Doctor Strange's hair, almost mm. like the gravitational pull kind of like changing slightly. And then yes. from that moment behind t- Tony Stark, we're behind Tony and you've got this kind of like shaky cam and kind of like almost like a POV form where you're all down on the ground with the civilians, with everybody fleeing, and with Iron Man and Doctor Strange all just going along and just going like, what, what, do we, what do we do? You know, what are the options here? I think that gave a really lovely, realistic approach to the stakes of what's at, you know, at play here, you know? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think that how, what, how that was so good 
is is why I think Thanos at the beginning of the film it would have been I don't know just that those as Guardians would have been would have been sick because yeah. oh, just yeah, fear on their faces because they've never seen anything like Thanos right they've right. never encountered Thanos um, but yeah that was that was an absolute that was in that, insane in that scene one of my favorite lines was Iron Man two uh, MCU version of Voldemort he says it means get lost Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so good. Yes, and uh, at this point, this is where um, Bruce can't turn into Hulk, right? It's yes. Hulk. He yeah. can't turn into Hulk, um, which um, yeah, it's it kind of um, it, it, it irritates you. I think like it irritates yeah. me that he's not hulking, right? There's no yeah. Hulk in this, um, and it's quite it's got it's quite it's it's mad that this is like. And it probably is the only Avengers film we don't have Hulk. It is. And, 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 that, by the time I we think, get to Endgame, we do. But. Yeah, but I think this is where it kind of goes wrong for Hulk. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's a shame. I know why they did this, because it's important for us to understand that yeah. if we had Wanda, knowing how strong of a, of a sorcerer she is, all right, how strong her powers are. If she knew how strong her powers are compared to like multiverse madness. Now there would be no real threat. If yeah. Hulk was Hulk in this moment, in this film, yeah, there wouldn't be really any real threat. Would there, no. you know, no, no, no. so they had to find a way to eliminate that or even introduce. And this is the, this is the, this is the whole reason why Captain Marvel isn't around in this movie. Cause again, yeah, yeah. we will find out in egg game, but like, in, if Captain Marvel was in this movie and already introduced into the MCU by this point, we wouldn't be having any of the problems that we have in the movie. Do you, with 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 Hulk in mind, do you think? In, and this is obviously like you're having to kind of, um, oh, what's the word? You, 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 in reality, you know this this might be the case. For me, in reality, Iron Man. Tony Stark by now would have absolutely got some kind of like potion that can instantaneously make Hulk Hulk, right? They know they know what's mm. inside of him that's causing it in the first place. Yeah. Tony Stark is a scientist. He's come up with an unbelievable use of technology. The guy would have definitely come up with something that would, you know, because at, at this yeah. point, Bruce has already had loads of moments where Hulk hasn't kind of hulked at, at the time, and he's had, I, I, and we know their relationship. Tony Stark and Bruce would have absolutely made some kind of thing that would make him, you know, if he can make Spider Man a suit that gets him into orbit. I'm fairly sure he can make Hulk a, a, a little syringe that can like instantaneously make him Hulk out. Um, Speaking of but, Iron Man, what do you think of his nano suit? Uh, I I I like it. I I like his nano suit. Um, I think there's uh, it's cool. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a gripe. Ooh. I'm gonna hit you with a gripe, and this is might might be controversial. I don't I know. think. Iron Man slash Tony Stark is the weakest part of this movie. Oh, that was not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. So, and by that I mean, I don't think I don't think Robert Downey Jr. has like made it weak. I don't think whatever. I don't think the writing of Tony Stark was has is necessarily good in this film. Oh, please elaborate. I'm genuinely interested. There's so we don't get so 
his in, his entire like charisma's gone, right? So we had because mm-hmm. uh, where where are we at? We've had Iron Man three, where he's like proper like oh I'm down in the dumps, life is shit. Then where where have we seen Iron Man since? I'm trying to think where we Civil are War. in terms of the time. Civil War. Civil Last time War. We saw Civil War. So he's got a bit of it, bit of his punch back because ultimately, like he had to form his own troop. He's got a Spider Man on board, right? So he's not, he's not down in the, the gloom as, as much, right? He knows he's not, he's not at best pals with Captain America right now. But apart from that, we're all good. Yeah. And I, I just feel like this movie is like because it can't concentrate on everyone so it's, it's kind of in the same vein I've got a similar issue when it comes to um, Black Widow Yeah, I think actually she gets quite ignored and sidelined in this film um, but for Tony Stark to, he's in it so much but there's no real t- Tony Stark-isms like his di- his dialogue isn't particularly like it's, it's it all becomes ultra serious for him but for other characters, it isn't. Like the Guardians are still very much the Guardians, mm. even within this mayhem. Yet Tony Stark isn't himself at all. He's he's just for me. He just feels like Iron Man. He just well, I, like there's no Tony Stark about it. I think to defend the Iron Man story in this, I I what I see in his performance is Iron Man going, oh, they're back. You know, this is New York 2.0, yeah. but it's good. It's going to be even worse. And he's had six years to deal with the PTSD from New York. He's had six years to deal with Thanos, and he's had Thanos in his in his head, not obviously not knowing who Thanos is. Mm. And now all of a sudden, he's, he's he's been met with this really real moment after you know getting engaged, talking about having kids with Pepper Potts, and and now just going to be blindsided by. Oh, he's coming. He, this is it. This is the moment. And he doesn't have a real plan. He doesn't really know what to do and what the play is. Hence why he goes to Doctor Strange. What are we going to do? Or he tries to come up with an idea, but Quill comes in and goes, no, we're going to do this instead. He's, mm. you know, he, he is, he is desperate to get this, this Titan out of his head and get this issue gone so we can move on with this life because he was almost at a point where he was done with being Iron Man. Mm. But he's met with this real problem where he doesn't really know what to do. And that's what I think that's probably where it probably falls a little bit because we don't we don't get the Iron Man we know and love. We don't. No. We get this more vulnerable, reactive Tony Stark. You've convinced me. You've seduced me there. Oh, thank you, you, my friends. That you've just made some incredible real footage as well on the spot. There. You know, uh, well, well, we well, well. You've Take that, me. shop that, dear listener. You've, you've charmed me. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have a little bit of my port then, my friend. All right, you carry on. Uh, yes, no, I, I I concur with that. I can agree with that. Uh, that makes that makes sense to me. Uh, if you were Kevin Feige. Um, who was saying that to my face? I'd be like, "Yes, Kevin. Yes, K Dog. K Dog. I agree. My mate. My mate. <laughs> my mate. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Um, uh, I'm gonna ask you a question, Matt. Oh, okay. What is your favourite Infinity Stone moment in this film? Which oh. stone? Which taking of the stone do you like the most? What I love is. Um, the use of the reality stone mm. in 
do you know it's the bit it's... where the guardians go to face thanos in nowhere where oh, the collector is there because i when I, I remember vividly watching that for the first time and going oh my god gamora has got him this yeah, is yeah. okay how else are we going to be telling this story next like what's going to come next and i genuinely bought into it mm. i genuinely bought into the fact that she got in the collector was like well done magnificent like a behind the screen <laughs> magnificent it was brilliant <laughs> and i was like oh my god and then obviously it kind of tears away and you're like oh bollocks and he does that a few times mm. but like the use of the reality stone not only fooled me but obviously fools the story and and leads things perfectly through yeah the reality oh, stone mate mate the, the, my reaction was because it was all my, honestly that's exactly the thoughts that were in my brain and then you yeah. just heard them oh. uh, because I'm, I'm in agreement reality stone by far where yeah. that that scene was remarkable um least... you know what that is that is a really good question for our dear listener that isn't is, it that is a good question for yes dear listener please tell us which infinity stone taking moment is your favorite of the moments i can i can imagine reality stone is probably a lot of people's to be fair um soul stone i want to mention it mm. um i want to mention the gamora the, the tragedy gamora yeah. which this year is a big year because we're getting guardians 3 where supposedly gamora is back is it the real Gamora? Almost 99.5%. No. Is it a scroll? Is it, <laughs> oh my God. Is it fake Gamora? Is it yeah. Flamorga? Um, Flam- <laughs> I'm Flamora. I'm Flamora. I don't know who Gamora is, but I'm, I'm Flamora. I'm Flamora. A Spanish cousin. Hello. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I think that the Soul Stone moment um, irritated me because. So Thanos, um, this is uh, so Gamora's uh, having her whole spiel at Thanos, right? About what are you trying to achieve, basically? Is you know what what are you going to get from this, right? Yeah. And um, and then uh, and then she attacks Thanos, doesn't she? She puts mm-hmm. like a thing in him, and then he and then he like grabs, basically grabs her, and then takes her and then throws her off, right? Mm-hmm. There is so much time. Where she could have at least tried to push him. Now, of course, if she tried to push him, he's, he's huge. A, he's he's not a big move. dude. He's an is a movable object. However, at the very knowing that she's going to die, right? There's probably no way where she's not going to die. Yeah. At the very least, she could try and sacrifice herself, right, by taking him with her. Yeah. For instance, he holds her hand to chuck her off. I absolutely think she could have just kept her hand on him and then, like, you know... I, I feel like there was no real... Apart from her going, don't take me, don't take me, don't kill me, don't kill me. It, it, like, it, I don't know. It just didn't seem enough emphasis on her trying to be like, well, actually, maybe I can take us both out of this. I... Uh, yeah. It's, it's a weird moment, that's for sure, in the movie, where you kind of almost don't believe it, but it does happen in front of you. And by the time you're at the end of the movie, you're like, oh... Oh, she is actually she is dead. Yeah. Like you, you, I, again, there was a moment for me where I was like, <clears throat> I don't know, we're, we're going to have some sort of reality stone, soul stone situation. I don't know. Although yeah. we're going to turn back time and and she'd be back, but I didn't believe it at the time. And I remember when I first watched it, I very much didn't believe her death at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Would you like to know a little Easter egg in there? It's not an Easter egg. It's just a thing. Um, in Red Skull. Hit me up. Oh, yeah, Red Skull. Not played by Hugo Weaving. What feels like the most bizarre cameo, but isn't that bizarre, but feels yeah. bizarre when you're watching it. Yeah. So so Hugo Weaving only played uh, Red Skull in Captain America, and he didn't come back for this role. And it was actually played by the Walking Dead star Ross Marquand. Who, Ooh, um, Aaron. He is plays Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, he's yes. Aaron in Walking Dead. He's a voice wow. actor, and he oh. nails the voice, and I think he nails the part as well. You wouldn't know, that's for sure. Oh, that's mental. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Wow. That, um, yeah. Ooh. I did not. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Um, uh. So I think can we can we talk about the Guardians in the movie? Yes, my motherfucking can. Yes, we can. Um, so I think the obviously the the Guardians kind of get introduced very early on in this movie. Thor joins the Guardians. There's this really lovely power play between Thor and Quill. There's I get kind of um, Andy Parks and Rec vibes in Quill when he tries to put on it Thor's voice. Yeah, like oh you you cannot take my ship, sir. Like he just <laughs> he just throws in certain Parks and Rec vibes, which I very much appreciate. Do you get that as well? Yeah, oh a hundred percent. I thought that was an absolute genius, man. And for me, that moment was made all the better by the awesome acting going on behind him. Watching Rocket and Drax react to him doing the voice, and it's just and they like they didn't like. I think Rocket says something eventually, but like they just looking at him for ages. It's like what the fuck, and they're looking at each other. It's so good. I, I, you know, you get moody teenager Groot as well. Oh yeah, that has a gaming addiction. Bad language as well. Bad language on Groot. Oh, it's so good. Swearing about. Um, I what um so. When we first see the Guardians, it just says the word space, right? And then you get this awesome bit of music come in. I can't remember what specifically. But it, it, it just fucking amazing. Literally, I'd, obviously, this, the last time I saw this film was donk, like ages ago. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I just saw the word space and I heard the music and I was like, you knew. Ah, you this, knew. Is the, this is the bit. I remember that. Here they are. And it's just amazing. Like, the fact that... And they rely on the music, man. It's just like, oh, yeah. you're looking at Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which, by the way, loads of references to that I forgot all about. Yes. Um, and the uh, Bucky's arm. Um, yep. But, um, yeah, it's it's the fact that they can just play that bit of music. Boom, straight in. Loving it. I think um, the, 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 the growth of Mantis... In the movie, and the more I didn't realize how involved she yes, actually was. I agree, and and I uh, yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that. I did I did not yeah. I she's so funny again. Her. Just the, the the comedy. There's some there's some really funny moments with Mantis and Drax, and obviously when Drax pretends to be invisible, you've got that brilliant famous comedy scene. And again, Dave Bautista as Drax does brilliantly in this film for comic mm. relief, and I know. Recently, he's revealed that he's done with Drax and he thinks that he doesn't want to do Drax anymore because it's not as serious and it's not and it's too comedic and he doesn't want Drax to be his legacy and he wants to go on and do some more serious things. Now, I think that does a disservice, personally, in my view, to the stuff that he's achieved with that role. Oh, come on, Matt, mate. You don't, you don't seriously believe any of the words. 
The only reason he's done that is because, and I, I strongly believe this, yeah. is that James Gunn, no, no, not knowing James Gunn, I wish I fucking knew James Gunn, <laughs> but, <laughs> That's you know, good. We, knowing, knowing good old James, yeah. Yeah. me and J-Dog, uh, go, <laughs> go way, way. Um, but, no, you know, we, we, we all know collectively the type of person James Gunn is and the work that he does I would not be fucking surprised in any sense if he went, look, a person dies in Guardians 3. Mm -hmm. No one knows whether Guardians is carrying on after that, right? Yeah. Absolutely put something like that on social media because then people will go, oh, is Drax the one that dies? That's a fair point. It keeps that conversation up. I don't believe for one fucking second... He genuinely believes any of that. I and and I just I I might I might be I might be a complete idiot, but I I don't for one second believe it. I think it, it's um it's all a bit of a ruse in order for us to go. Oh, is it actually Rocket that's dead? Because when they first went on about Guardians three, almost everyone went straight to Rocket dying. That's true. Yeah. And then suddenly we started to get oh oh hang on a minute maybe it's Drax oh maybe and then we had a bit of Mantis going on and they they rejigged the trailer so it looked like Mantis could you know um, oh no not not that it could be Mantis sorry I I, I, I predicted it was like, Mantis yeah, at, well, at, yeah, yeah. The, in the special when we talk about the special yeah yeah but, um, so yeah that's yeah. a fair point so yeah for me that's that I feel that but this is the thing I think it's you know I I I, I think. Going back to Drax and, and his performance, I think it kind of works brilliantly because he still has the overarching kind of like narrative that he wants to avenge his family. Mm. You know, Thanos killed his family. He wants to avenge them. That's yeah, yeah. that's his story. Um, but he still has these kind of really lovely quips in and there out because what is it all and out effectively a quite a serious and heavy movie for us as an audience to digest. Mm. We needed those moments. Um, but like Mantis was a badass when when it came to that fight with Thanos, oh, and she on the jumps head on, and on his head, oh. and she's just like holding on to him. That moment, I remember watching it for the first time, being like, I was literally on the edge of my seat. And the moment when Quill loses it and yeah. asks where's Gamora, I remember, I remember audibly telling him to shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, it's don't talk. Such, it's such a good moment. It's such a good moment. <laughs> And the um and it, but I feel like the, the okay they don't cheapen the moment but all, almost cheapen it by when um so when Quill does that and then it means that Mantis falls off and you know Thanos comes back and and then so after all of that then then Thanos is then the the um I want to say glove what what would you call it I suppose the gauntlet the gauntlet that's the one yeah. uh, the gauntlet starts falling off at that point. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? We know he's he's become awake, so we already know the gaunt and the gauntlet wasn't gone before that, so it's certainly not going to go now. So why show? Why have? Why now have a shot of it coming off? Mm. If it was, you know, it, it, surely you would have wanted to see that 
before Quill starts doing what he's doing because you're yeah. like, oh my god, they're so close, and then Quill does it. Yeah. Like the fact, I just felt like they they edited it that a little bit weird for me, where it was like Quill did the thing, which means Thanos is awake, which naturally you're like, right, okay, Thanos is back. So it doesn't matter if the gauntlet was slightly loose at that point, Thanos would get it back in five seconds anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, it needed to be before Quill, so you're even angrier at Quill because you were like, oh, it's, it was so close. Mm. And classic Guardians fucked it up. I liked I liked the fight sequence when they were fighting on Titan. I think there was um, a clever a clever bit of narrative telling in terms of throwing in these characters that I've never met before to fight together and to communicate through their fighting like they're the Avengers, but they're not. So because it goes all tits up, it's probably because then. You know what I get is like they're not the Avengers. This isn't the Avengers fighting. This is, you know, Iron Man, Peter Parker with the Guardians and Doctor Strange fighting Thanos. There's yeah. no real communication that's really happening there. They have an idea of how they're going to do it, and as they were doing it, somebody goes rogue and it goes sideways. Yeah, yeah. If it was the Avengers doing it, it probably would have been a little bit more strategic. It would have been different. There would have been more kind of like Cap. And this is why Cap and Iron Man, the dynamic with them as the Avengers, becomes a really, really important integral part of Endgame as we go forward. Uh, I, th- I think that you, you've leaned lovely there, Matt, into what I believe we should talk about next, which mm. is we've talked a lot about these characters, but we then go to the land of Wakanda. We do. It's the it's the music. It's just brilliant. Um, I I got chills, and again I got chills, and I got sad, and I ugh. yeah, like T'Challa is amazing in this, and and the, it's the moment when they're in they're in his kind of I don't know throne room whatever when they go they're coming right you guys we've got a border up we've got to get this on and get this man a shield and you're like. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. so good. It's such it's, a good moment. And the, the just the when so um you know when they're arriving on onto the land of Wakanda and the, the um you've got the the shields that they use to like block yeah. them out. Yeah. And then they're looking at them and and they start to go round them. So they've got to think about oh, how can we do it. Um. And then we see like you know visions trying they're trying to get the thing out of vision and oh it's just like, I I just love I love that and I love that um like to give Black Panther. And that world of Black Panther, such an integral moment in this film. Yeah, um, it was amazing because I think you said didn't you, it was the la- was it the last film was Black Panther. Uh, for him, I think. Well, it would be Endgame, wouldn't it? No, 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 no. no. As in the uh, before Infinity War. That's the last film we've seen, right? Oh yeah, Black Panther was the last one. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get the list of bloody films in here. It's in me, it's in me magic book, Matt. <laughs> he's, oh, he is literally just vigorously scrolling through like he's looking at the Daily Times. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I believe I saw something about Boris Johnson on page six or seven. Let me just let me just scroll through my. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the toast on, sweetheart. Yeah, lovely, fantastic. Yeah, that was literally. <laughs> That was so, Granddad, Granddad, <laughs> tell us what's the timeline? What yeah, was the yeah. previous movie? Oh, I so believe it. 
So, uh, it was, yeah, it was Black Panther. And net, yeah, before that, we had Thor Ragnarok. So, yeah, so we've literally been introduced to the world of Black Panther, Wakanda, mm-hmm. right? And, and and they've got such a pivotal role in this film. I think yeah. that is, that's fantastic that that world is, is brought in straight away. Um, and and the and the and like Captain America's there, Black Widow's there. Um, we get the Captain America camp, I suppose, if you will. Yeah. Um, with, but it's great. Uh, I, I, what I love is that you see not just Black Panther, but you see everybody that's been in Black Panther. You see Mbaku part of it as well. Yeah. Mbaku gets some some brilliant moments. Mm. Um, Denia is obviously really integral to it as well. You know. Oh, it, fantastic! She's just awesome anyway. She's so cool, so cool. But as well, what I really enjoyed is Shuri. You know, you've got Shuri who's trying to um, extract the the stone out of the vision and trying to maintain parts of vision um, to protect him. Um, and obviously, it goes all awry, doesn't really work. But when I was watching it, all I was thinking about was how vastly different her character is now. Obviously, with things happening untimely, but like, it's um, it's her character development when you really think about it. Has got to be one of the the, the biggest changes, the biggest shifts in MCU, um, going from this tech head to then becoming, uh, you know, Black Panther in Wakanda Forever. Um, I thought it was some really good moments across the board for all, all of those Black Panther characters that are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I, I'm not. I'm not ignoring you, Matt. I'm fine. No, that's a, right, buddy. I'm just looking at my fact book uh, because I knew there was a there was a lovely relevant fact. Uh, <laughs> oh, a little factamono, um, yeah. Uh, so, um, according to Chadwick Boseman, uh, Boseman, Boseman, fucking hell, what am I? According to Chadwick Boseman, production on this movie began just two weeks after the production on Black Panther ended. Oh, wow. This wow. meant that all of the actors, actresses and extras from that movie appeared in this movie and had no problem retaining their cadences. So, yeah, so they uh, went, they, 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 were, they were able to be, yeah. Uh, just straight in. Straight that's, in. That's, so that, yeah. So actually leans quite well to all of those characters appearing. Um, yeah. So I, two weeks after, that's that's meant That's crazy. Um, can, we, can we talk about Captain America? We we can talk. Are we about okay Captain to move? America? Are we are we all good to move on to Cap? We aren't. We are. Would you like a Would you like a random Captain America fact from oh, go uh, on, man. Uh, go uh, on. So Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth ad libbed the dialogue between Captain America and Thor, in which they compared their facial hair. You'll like this. There you go. Uh, compared their facial hair, reasoning that they had known each other long enough to have that kind of friendly banter. Do you know what? That works perfectly into my comments on Captain America. <laughs> His beard is on point, my oh, man. It is looking good. He, he honestly, when he arrives on the, it went so when we have Vision and Wanda who are, who are kind of effectively eloping, you know, they're away, they're, they're hiding away in Edinburgh and in the train station, you see just a, a silhouetted Captain America just. Just oh my god, hunky as hell. Oh mum, oh, what? He's got long yeah. hair. He's got he's got some sort of like like lighter trims on top of his hair. It's do it's you, amazing. His beard. Oh my god. Do you, <laughs> do you not think it's Stop too it. much, too much of a change? Do you not think it's that's no. all, that's that's actually just Chris Evans has gone. Yeah, I've got some other filming to do, and I've come here on a Thursday. Rachel absolutely thought it was because he probably played a role yeah. prior to 100%. it, and he didn't change his look. 
a hundred percent that he had no time to because am I because I'm not right in thinking that in Endgame he goes completely back to usual self, doesn't he? He does. He does. Yeah, yeah. he has. A, he goes so, back. So so it, it genuinely does <laughs> like he must have been filming something else. Like he's going. He's going, he's going Chris, you know, you know, you are in this movie, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we shoot next week. Yeah, well, oh, I, oh. Uh, guys, guys, guys! If I just uh, just give me the shield and uh, yeah, now you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, if, just long shots. Give me the long shots. And to be fair, it, on, on the heart, I laugh. Most of his shots are long shots in this. They film. actually are. And and to be fair, as 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 we are joking, I think his look works because what I get is they got to remember that mm. him him Falcon. Um, and uh, Black Widow have been on the run, effectively. Yes. You know, they have been hiding. Hence why I think the changes of appearance, not only with Cap, but also Black Widow. She dyes her hair blonde. Right? You know, t- Natasha's now got blonde hair, which I think uh, is almost potentially a nod to Yolana, her sister. Because she uh, has blonde hair, doesn't okay. she, as well? I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe. Um, but you've got... you've. I, I think you've got a reason for their for their appearance changes in there, um, mm. and I think it works. And also, you've got this kind of like darkened, kind of almost tired suit that he wears. Um, he doesn't. I love as well in this movie. He doesn't have his Captain America shield. Yeah, you just get him punching, hitting, running, and like that <laughs> shot where you've got Black where you've got um, Black Panther. And Captain America just absolutely pegging it to when they open up the gate. It's just top class, mate. Top the, class moments. The only moment that slightly took it out out for me was uh, so this is right right towards the. I think it might even be the last scene, right? So Thanos has done his click. Uh, he's disappeared, and you got uh, so you got Captain America. Um, and uh, he's crouched down next to Vision, and then behind him, uh, who have you got? Um, Falcon, maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, and he's literally crouched down, and he, <laughs> and, he go, and someone goes like, oh, what's, what's happening? Like, oh my God, what's going on? And you just see, like... They, I don't know why they chose this shot, but Chris Evans is trying to do his most intense bit of acting you've ever seen, and <laughs> he just goes, he's just looking for ages, and he just goes, "Oh God!" <laughs> and then it literally, I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" Honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, you gotta go back and watch it. It is the, I know, you know. Chris really thought he, you, this, it is the end of the, this is the end of the movie. This is an Infinity War. It's going to be like seen by millions and millions of people. I know that my film, my last film that I've done where I had to trim my, I had to create a beard and trim my hair, uh, you know, it's coming to an end. This is coming <laughs> to an end. So I'm just going to look into the air. Like, oh, God. No. It's, it doesn't, like, even if it's the worst bit of acting in the movie, he takes the hunk cake. Any day in this movie, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, it was amazing. It, it was. Do you know what? Speaking of which, is amazing. Is that mm. whole fight scene in Edinburgh? There is not one civilian. Nope. It's quiet in Scotland. Apparently, oh, Scotland is fucking dead. <laughs> there are the cobbled streets of Edinburgh. All those pubs are clearly shut. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, like you know, you've got like fucking Glenn inside there having a fucking you know, having a bit of having a hobgoblin. He's having a hobgoblin. Yeah. He's in there going, oh, wee man. He's not there, is he? <laughs> you know, you fucking prick. You know, he's gone. Yeah, it's hey, Scottish, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, they filmed on Christmas Day in Scotland. <laughs> so no, but, oh, yeah, I'd never thought about that, how dead quiet It's, de- it's absolutely is. dead. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they've gone through lockdown. Like, there's no one. There's no one. There's a pandemic on in Scotland and only it, in Scotland. It's because there's no way on earth that scene was genuinely filmed in Scotland. It definitely why. wasn't. No. And, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they were like, right, well, we, we've got no natives to put in the, in the as extras, so we'll, 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 just, we'll just pretend it's dead. Do you, speaking, you know, I know you mentioned about Iron Man not being written very well yeah. in the movie. I have the same feelings with Wanda in this movie. I get, I, I, I feel okay. like, I don't know. We, the Wanda we know now is a very different mm. Wanda to what we had in Infinity War. But I just get the the relationship between Vision and Wanda is right, and the romance is there, and they just want to be together, and they want to keep that because that's the only thing they have and it is the only thing that Wanda has however I don't think that's explicitly written very well in this movie it isn't it's kind of we I feel like you might need to know what happened in Ultron before you know going into this movie with Wanda there's no kind of real I need you because I I, I don't have anybody else I need I need I like I think there mm. needed to be more script yeah. around the fact that she she loses him she doesn't have anyone mm. or anything you know oh, but yeah yeah i can i can agree with that i think there there will all there will definitely be footage out there that was filmed uh i'm sure of wonder and vision and there would have been more far more scenes and i think actually if you're russo brothers if you're kevin k-dog um, and you're looking at it and you're going, right, we know coming up we've got WandaVision, right? WandaVision wasn't that far after this either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think actually WandaVision did what it needed to for her arc. And I think actually the first scenes that are going to be cut are going to be those because they're yeah. going to go, right, who are we not focusing on necessarily mm. after this mm. film? And, and I feel, so I agree, but I think that actually she, she was quite, it, it, that was the easiest character to kind of rid yourself of, I would, yeah. I would argue. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. I agree. I, yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. 
Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Moving on, can we can we talk about the antagonist or maybe you could even call him the protagonist, Thanos? Wow, protagonist is that's this is this is this is the thing. Right. There's there is this kind of um theory here around Thanos and I and I'm I'm genuinely quite intrigued by it. Now obviously when we watched this movie for the first time back in what was it 2018 when it came out? Yeah. Was it yeah? So we thought Thanos is the big bad. He's committing mass genocide. What a horrendous person. It is a horrendous thing to do. Let's not defeat that that is a horrendous thing to do, obviously. So the the super villain is in there, is in Thanos. However, Things come to light mm. from the point after Endgame, and we are introduced to a wonderful, glorious, magnificent film called The Eternals. That introduces <laughs> The Eternals, that introduces the Deviants, that introduces mm. uh, a little bit more uh, uh, detail into Titans as well and what they are, why they're there, and the Celestials, right? Mm. So every planet has this um, a Celestial, okay, on, on their planet. And yep. when this planet reaches reaches a certain population, and gets to it and when it gets too big then it creates something called the emergence and this is all laid out in eternals right and we'll mm. talk about it when we unfortunately get to it well actually to be honest we probably won't because it might be the shortest episode we ever do oh but... yeah this was shit <laughs> no bag no bag of crisps we'll see, see you then. next week yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um but like we find out that the, the, this you know these cords, these emergencies are caused because of an overpopulation and it feeds the power of the celestial who then destroys the planet and then moves on to another one yeah. right yeah. now thanos the titan thanos has heard of this mm. and tries to stop this from happening by killing half of every population on each planet in in the multiverse in the universe all right um not the multiverse i, think. I don't think it's a really i don't know if thanos is aware of what the multiverse is at this mm. point i don't know um but so that's that so that's his role his he sees what he's doing is a service yeah for the betterment of every planet he goes and effectively commits mass genocide and takes out 50 percent of the population there's also the argument that thanos doesn't discriminate because he does say in infinity war he will kill any rich yeah, poor yeah, yeah. whoever he doesn't care who they are as long as it's 50 percent, then we've done our job hmm. no he's just is, a brick. is but it's but like, not what he's doing hmm. to protect to protect the future endeavors of that planet because he does explain it to Gamora. He goes, yeah. your home planet now is, abund is abundant in, in food produce, is abundant in resources because there's the right amount of people on there 
who can who can take that who can have those resources your planet at that point before mm. i came along was uh, was on the brink of collapse he makes these points what are your thoughts well i my thought would be that he'll he'll he if thanos was here with us today uh, he'd he'd listen to your points and he'd go, you're one of the gullible pricks that I'll be putting a knife into the back of <laughs> and uh, smiling and laughing and joking away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, 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 oh okay, that was, oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, um, yeah I... It's, I, it's an interesting I, one, I, isn't it? It, it is. But is it? Is it? Is it? Because ultimately, so what? Right? Yeah. It, why? Why would that? Why would he give a shit about that? Even yeah. if that's what he could achieve from it, and even if that's you know he's, he wants to keep the work, you know the universe, whatever, blah blah blah. What? what so what? So what? What's the ultimate? What does he get from that? Like he he gets his kind of moment to be like, oh, I did that. I achieved that. Well, unless he's going to be present. Right, because his um, we see his vision is just sitting on his, you know, wherever he is, he just sits in bliss, doesn't he? Right, and watch the watch the sun come up, and that's it. So he doesn't make a name for himself. So by doing that, he's not getting any. In 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 two hundred years time, people are only going to remember the shit that happened. They're mm -hmm. not going to be like, oh well, here we are, and no one will know if that actually worked. Do you know no one because no, no one no one would have seen the opposite like pathway. No, no. one would have actually seen if you know. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, but <sighs> he kind of what yeah. what what I get is that the 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 story of Thanos kind of replicates this kind of holier than thou. He go he almost because he 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 was before. Infinity War, he was this conqueror, wasn't he? He starts with all this armor, mm. right? He's got his helmet. Well, I'm fucking Thanos, I'm here. You know, the conqueror of Thanos. And then he takes it all off the moment he gets that first Infinity Stone on his gauntlet because yeah. that's all he needs. That's the power that yeah. he wants to have and bestow. And that's his... And he almost feels like it's, it's almost like a spiritual cause that he goes through where he's like, I've got to, I've got to do this because mm -hmm. this is my cause. This is what I'm meant to do. And then once I've do it uh, with with the cost of everything, because you know, Gamora, when he when he goes to the plane, when he does this snap, he goes to the ancestral plane, and then baby Gamora goes, you know, what you know, was it worth it? What did you lose? He said, I lost everything. Something like that. You get this kind of feeling that he's all he's trying to do is find this inner peace, but he's doing it from a kind of martyr martyr martyrdom. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's trying to go. Oh God, yeah, I've got, I've got to do this. I've got to do this for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's kind of quite subtle. I think it's played quite subtly, but you do get this tyrannical kind of like view of what mm -hmm. Thanos is. I think. Yeah, I think it's good. It's it's good to have the kind of three dimension to his character. It adds that layer, doesn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. But my but. If, the problem is if you make if you make a a villain right and he and he's been introduced as a villain right even even if whatever your beliefs are he introduces a villain if you make a villain a, a good person or a protagonist right yeah. then the problem in this in this setting so in the superhero Marvel universe blah blah all that then the problem is is that you could apply that to any villain 
right? Yeah. So Kang, Kang's there to save the multiverse. Like that, that could that could be his argument is that well, actually, you guys have come in here and you fucking it all. Loki's come and shifted all these timelines up, so mm-hmm. you know, and and Kang's actually trying to save save the multiverse by you know in whatever way he is, but he's do that, that's what he's that's what he's trying to achieve, right? You look at Ultron, and it, uh, and it, I think the problem is there has to be an element of it in order to create a three-dimensional character no character no no person it can just be a villain because they're an arsehole right mm. they're avenging something right but i think and and that has to be there and for Thanos, i totally get that the problem is the eternals like gave it more reason as to why he did what he did but i don't think I don't think it would be wise for any future Marvel film to genuinely go, "Oh, Thanos was actually a hero, was a was a martyr," because yeah. then I think it just it makes future villains problematic. Whereas, whereas, okay, everyone's just because you know, Ultron. Ultimately, Ultron was a fucking you know he for exactly the same thing. He's trying yeah. to save you know his own way of saving humanity, right? Yeah. Uh, even whether you agree with him or you don't agree with him. Um, but it's not up to few, it's not up to other Marvel films to go. Well, actually, yeah, yeah you know, he, he was a fucking diamond geezer. But, but don't you? You'd just so just to be clear. So you agree that though, with all of these layers, it makes his character far more interesting as a villain. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the other thing as well, because you get you get this in Falcon Winter Soldier, Soldier, don't you? You get the the antagonists in that movie in that in that TV series are are, are these people. That have benefited from the from the snap, mm. and and almost claimed that Thanos did the right thing, like Thanos was right, yeah. and and that's threaded through as well in Hawkeye the TV series. And there is so the there, there clearly is mm. post Endgame, and 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 maybe we need to see more of it when we go into the movies of this kind of weird subculture that's maybe fueling more villains and more antagonists mm. and more kind of um, disruptors that are on Thanos' side. And I, I, this is what I love about this movie, because mm-hmm. it obviously Eternals didn't happen by this point, so none of that knowledge came through until Eternals was made. But when you rewatch it, you see these moments. When it was, I was talking to Rachel managed to watch the whole movie with me as well. She usually falls asleep, dear listener, um, but she didn't this time, because it's so good. But as we were watching it, I said to her, and I nudged her, we were watching the bit where Thanos takes out Gamora's planet, lines them up, and there's something obviously really horribly um, reminiscent, uh, you know, around Hitler and the Nazi, and just the the fact that that kind of division, that's that's the kind of of, um, references I got from that moment. Which yeah, I thought yeah. I don't know whether that was intended in there or not, but that's what I kind of got from I'm, it. I'm sure I'm sure it was, yeah. Um, but when he kind of asks her to turn away and he gives her that knife and he goes, Look, this is balance, there's something really tender and almost kind of convincing from Thanos about mm. going, Look, no, I, I do actually care about you. Mm. I, I'm gonna take care of you. And you almost believe that. And so he does clearly has you know, he he recruits these his children. Mm. And, you know, there's something really tyrannical and something very cult-like around it, which is very reminiscent. I just, so this, it, I think it brings the weight of the character of Thanos so brilliantly. And this is why I'm going to say this right now. 
I don't think we'll ever get a villain as good as Thanos mm. in the MCU. I don't doubt for a second that Kang is going to be great, but in no way are we going to have this amount of complexity yeah. from a supervillain. Yeah, yeah, I can hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, although I think the uh, one of the things that gave Thanos the good, the, you know, the it started off in the right direction, didn't it? He was mm-hmm. teased just enough in it, all of the earlier films, right? He, he, the, the way he was introduced into his first film um, and we got in credits was brilliant. Um, and, and I think it was it was such a concoction of, of all of the different things that made Thanos fantastic. Um, I don't necessarily... Josh Brolin, absolutely amazing job. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't... I, I think whoever did it, as long as it were, you know, were good, good actors, I think any a lot of people could have pulled that, off, that character off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I just think it was it was a multitude of many things. I, I think because actually I, I would go, well, hang on a minute, Obadiah and Ultron. Were up Ultron there. was great. And, yeah, uh, I, and I, they, I just, they just, and both of them needed more time. Yeah, Obadiah should have had another film. Ultron, Ultron should have had probably two more films. Yeah, and I think so. I think I think yeah. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I think we've had quite Marvel MCU has been particularly good at villains. Mm. Um, and I mean, you've only got look at Namor for instance, the introduction of Namor in the most recent Black Panther. Um, and and where they're going to go with that? Like Namor's definitely going to be coming back. Yeah, and, and he'll be a reoccurring. Uh, you know. And 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 with that they're gonna um with Namor it will be will that be a similar thing to Thanos in the sense that oh is he gonna arrive a villain but actually be you know turn out mm. to be a protagonist and a positive you know positive change for the Avengers so mm. this is the thing I I I hope I mean I obviously I would hope that we're gonna get an amazing villain as much as we got from Thanos in, in other ones. And I think you're right. I think we go, we're getting there. I think Namor is particularly one villain that a lot of audiences, and we've discussed this as well, who are very, very excited about. Um, and, and obviously Kang for obvious reasons as well. But again, there's still a lot to, to, to understand and to learn on who Kang is. And we'll get that with Ant-Man and Quantum, Quantum Mania. I, um, I think, I wonder with Kang... I, for me, I feel like the the problem with Kang is that um, it's not an issue with the character; it's an issue with um, how um, how he's used or, or what he is. So the, I I think the the issue basically is a multiverse. I yeah, think we got yeah. the we got the multiverse way too early on. So mm-hmm. it feels like the multiverse has been going on and on and on already. And we've yeah, not even true. touched the touched the sides, right? Whereas it, at least with with infinity with the Infinity Stones, they were very much alluded to, and it's been an ongoing thing, you know, for the whole time. But it hasn't been central to so many films. Whereas multiverse, multiverse of madness, for fuck's sake, we've had even before that, we were we were we were introduced to the multiverse, and and I and I feel like. 
that hasn't helped Can to ve- develop because we yeah. already has so much of it. So by the time we get into Ant Man, uh, Ant Man, we've I, I personally feel like I'm I'm kind of already done with it. More. I know you know what it is. You know what it has to offer. I'm actually like, oh, okay, well, what el- what else is there already? And I, we've not even begun the journey. No, it's so, true. Uh, and I think that that's the issue. I think we they started well too early. They yeah they kind of released from the traps too early. They should they should they needed to be a few films in between that completely went in different directions. Like just mm-hmm. just had fun, had fun yeah. for a phase, and then brought it back into the madness. Yeah. I are you happy to start thinking about putting a rating on this colossal movie? Are there any other points? Any any other any favorite performances from the Infinity War? Favorite performance. Um, I mean, there's there's a couple of favourite performances, um, but I I would say I'm I'm looking at my book. I'm looking at all, I'm looking at all the characters. I'm sorry. Um, Every I am not having a weekly dose of you just flicking through paper. It's, it'll it'll become like an ASMR moment for you, Forrest. We might have to put it as a feature. Forrest uh, flicks through his book. Flicks through the book. <laughs> um, I. Who's, who is my favourite character in this? I, I, it's bloody, it's bloody hard. You know? Why do you need to look at your book for this? Because there's so many characters in the thing, Matt. Man, there's you know, there's loads of them. They all appear. And what, what facts are you going to dish out? When you're just trying to think I'm looking at the favorite. front cover picture. Look, that's all I'm doing. I'm just looking at the front cover. It's like it's like what you're trying to do. You're trying to tell me how happy you are about this present that you got for Christmas. You're like, I've got, I've got to use it every oh, week. Is... Okay. <laughs> no, but it is, it's, it's cool. Would you like, would you like, would you like another? Fact? Have you got? Are you a stakeholder in this book? <laughs> you trying, you trying to sell this? Uh, uh, right. Would you like um, for the first time in Marvel Cinematic Universe history? Bruce Banner communicates directly with the Incredible Hulk in this film. Oh. There you go. Okay. That's all um, right. I'll take it back. There we go. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so, yes, I think my favourite character is in this is uh, it's a toss-up between two characters, uh, and it's either Gamora or Thanos. That's nice. That I'm surprised by Gamora. I, I don't think we got enough of Gamora. I think personally. But, really? I thought yeah. we got a lot and lots of Gamora, but I, I, yeah, I, I think that. she was she was fantastic. Really, she was great. Good, really good scenes. Like we say, that reality stone scene was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, despite my my grievances, that she didn't try and push a big a big a big uh, rock of a man Thanos. Uh, I thought the Soul Stone scene was great. Um, yeah, but but Thanos, what an amazing introduction! Josh Brand does a great job. Um, you know, we really, you know, there is that, that three dimensional view to, uh, yeah. feel to his character. Yeah, um, yeah, great. I, I totally agree. I think um, Thanos does a brilliant, brilliant job. Um, we haven't spoken enough actually about uh, Tom Holland's performance as Spider Man, and. You know, actually, we haven't spoken about the snap. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't actually spoken about that that moment, and I, actually, that moment for me, where where Spider Man gets snapped, and the, the mm. I don't want to go, I don't want to go, 
it, 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 it mate, when I watched that first, it hit me in the heart big time. Mm. There's just because again, you get. I spoke about this when we watched Homecoming. When we reviewed Homecoming, that moment when he's under the rubble in Homecoming, and he literally just screams out in pain for help. And you get it again in this moment when he gets snapped. He's just yeah. a kid. He's just a fucking kid, and he's a superhero, and he's scared. Mm. And there, and there, and there's something that he delivers so brilliantly in that moment, and obviously became a huge meme. And also, you get videos of people crying and reacting. And I do actually remember audible gasps at that moment when Tom Holland went. Uh, well, Peter Parker got snapped. Um, so I will give Peter Parker an honourable mention, but it's got to be Thanos. Yeah, and I, 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 th- I, th- I feel for me, both both Tony Stark and Peter Parker. I, I think there's a lot of. I wonder if there's a lot of deleted footage footage of them in this film. They, for me, their their scenes didn't really get like. It, it just didn't feel like their film. I'll no. be honest. I, I think they, and to be honest, they, they don't really need it. They're both between them. They'd had loads of film time, you know. Even mm-hmm. Spider Man, I know, relatively newly introduced at this point, mm-hmm. um, but Tony Stark had definitely had more than enough airtime yeah. for three films and God knows how many appearances. Yeah, so, that's true. So I, I, I do get it. I, I, I for me, I, I think it's both of their kind of. You know, then they're they're just not in it a lot. So mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. it would be hard to give them. But that scene on it, like you say, I already mentioned that scene, which is fantastic. Um, the the snap is mad. I always forget the snap is in this film because it crosses over with Endgame. Yeah, it, and it always, happens it so quickly. Confuses me. Um, also, Doctor Strange saying uh, it's the Endgame. Oh, love a bit of that. That's a good moment. Love a bit. Of We're that. in the end game now, isn't We're it? In the end game now. It's oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, but we have still not got to my. Fa- oh, mate, I can't wait. For- oh, I can't wait for end game anyway. But the best snap scene is we haven't seen it yet. But it's Clint's. The pre-credit <sighs> scene in end game is outrageously good. Like. That is might be my all time favorite MCU moment. It, and actually, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, we need to send well wishes to Jeremy Renner as well we in do, his do. accident. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, snow snowmobile accident that he had uh, since the last time we've done a podcast. Really, yeah, it's horrendous. It came out over the new year, but yeah. um, thank, thankfully we've seen some video. Like he's posted videos, um, but some yeah, yeah really scary news came out. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rest up, Jeremy, mate. I know you're a keen listener. Before, <laughs> before we give our ratings on this movie, um, what we did um, also um, is on our socials, we put out the question to uh, fellow podcasters um, on what was their first experience of watching Infinity War like and what can they account from it. And we're going to throw in some quotes that they've just given us and some messages that they've given us and we can share it back to you in the in the podcast as well. Um, so first things first, thank you for all everybody that's commented as well in terms of getting their thoughts in. Um, but we will start with a podcast, brilliant podcast with uh, Not Three Bad, Okay, and this is a comment from Ryan, who is one of the three. Um, He says, uh, what sticks out in my mind from my first viewing of Infinite War is the emotional devastation of the crowd. Just silence as the movie ended. 
Nobody knew what to think. And it was just surreal. That is a brilliant comment there from Ryan. And actually, I can concur with that as well. I also got that feeling. There was just this stunned kind of like, did they really just do that? Did they really just kill off all of these people? Yeah. Did, and and they and what's crazy as well is like you, you know there's this kind of like feeling of nobody knew what was going to happen. Next. There was no teasers. There was no there was no um, hints that this bit this snap was going to happen in any trailers or in any teasers or mm. any spoilers or at all. So it literally came from left field. So that kind of stunned silence I can definitely resonate with. Uh, so thank you very much, Not Three Bad. Uh, do check them out, people, um, uh, and give them a listener, a listener, a listen, dear listener. That's that's the words that are meant to come out. Um, <laughs> um, there's another one um, that are from uh, a couple of uh, friends of ours uh, called Earth Eight. 94 podcast which also they do some marvel stuff as well and they do some superhero reviews um and this is from devon and louie um devon's account is this i originally had tickets to a midnight screening of infinity war but decided not to go last minute because i had a long trip to drive from the following morning so i somehow made it to the entire opening weekend without getting anything spoiled which to be Ooh. fair that is some serious work uh, for me until i got back into town i went to an evening screening in an imax that's cool by myself and i made a new friend with the guy sitting next to me who had already seen the movie that's that's dangerous dangerous. that is (laughs) sucking hell whoa um the whole time i was drawn into the story and mesmerized by how well everything was flowing together that's that's something we haven't mentioned that the flow of this movie is an absolutely impeccable and again something the russos are just so good at doing um nothing felt completely forced like nor was it a cameo movie like any critics were speculating i was waiting the whole time for either tony or steve rogers to die wow and i honestly thought stark was done for on titan yeah so when he when he when he got stabbed in titan yeah that moment you go oh my god i think he's dying um little did i know later (laughs) it was to come a year later (laughs) um yeah like i i I think that you know what's what's nice is that you got this moment as well where you're kind of like watching tony this kind of like feeling that okay is he is he dead is he going to die and they kind of they don't really linger on that very much for obvious reasons because that's going to come later um but thank you very much devin on that then and this is louis account as well um louis says i saw infinity war opening weekend uh i was afraid of a guy at work spoiling it and this is the thing it's amazing it's amazing as well i didn't you know this this movie didn't come out too long ago but like spoilers Oh. even more so than now yeah, just becoming very difficult to handle with whenever yeah. a marvel movie comes out now i don't know about you mate but i'm i'm not on twitter oh but i'm you've not got you gotta you gotta avoid twitter like the plague yeah 100 percent. um carrying on uh it was a matinee show at, at a small one room theater the place was packed it was the first marvel movie my wife actually saw watched um, that's funny because I I remember um, I wasn't this movie I think it was Endgame Rachel was pregnant with Thea and I after I watched Endgame straight away I went okay I've just booked you a ticket I'm gonna drive you to the cinema she, she was like almost ready to park oh, wow. I, I drove her to the cinema literally almost pushed her outside straight outside the cinema I was all right go go watch this I will pick you up outside the cinema you have to watch this oh, so my God. um. 
as a Captain America stan, um, was there was nothing better than watching him and Black Panther lead the charge in Wakanda. We yes. mentioned that earlier. Amazing. It is so cool. Other than Thor coming down to save the day, that's true. Actually, when we watched it last night, when Thor comes down with the hammer when he gets yes. when he gets Stormbreaker, that moment is so cool. Um, mm. The movie has the perfect ending. Not a dry eye in the place. Awesome comments there. Thank you so much. Earth894 podcast. Do check them out, people. Um, we've got more, Forrest. Oh, wow. We've well, got we, more, well, mate. We are. Um, I'm loving these stories, man. <laughs> these are great. Um, we've also got one from the Fan Club podcast as well. And they're um, a fantastic podcast as well. They're a couple podcasts. Um, do check them out. And here we go with their account. Um, we both got emotional when certain characters got snapped. I, Sarah, le, uh, le, love Groot. So that one got me uh, the most. And Matthew, her other half, loves Spider-Man. So that hit him harder. Like, likewise oh. with me. Spider-Man was the one. Yes, didn't talk about Groot. This we didn't. Rock and poor Rocket. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Rocket like reaching out for Groot and Groot just disappearing in front of him. Oh, it's actually really sad. And the fact we're going to see a sad route in the third film don't, as well. I think. Don't. I'm not ready for this. Um, the people who didn't get blipped were beneficial to the overstory. That's a fair thing to say. I think I agree as well that, that those that didn't get blipped, whether it might be a narrative development, uh, a character de- development, they all you all, they all kind of benefit from those for that five year gap. You know, it does take five years. We have to remember that it did take five years to solve the Thanos problem post snap. Um, My jaw was on the floor when Thanos ripped the stone from Vision's head. Yeah, it's pretty grim. Um, I'm really glad I could then immediately watch Endgame. Um, I had so many feelings. And this is the other thing. We we had a little chat after this as well, because, um, you know, if you watch this in the cinema, you had a year to wait, a year to wait to watch that movie to watch Endgame and get a completion of the story. Um, so you imagine... to deal with Ant-Man and the Wasp in the meantime. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> savage material from Marvel there. <laughs> Completely. It's horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. But um, we've got one more, very last comment. I'm loving it. Um, and this is from Eric Thorpe. This is a comment from one of our story posts um, giving us a message. So giving you a shout out here, Eric Thorpe as well. Um, where he says, uh, Vision's double death scene, I think is probably the best scene in the entire MCU. Ooh, interesting. That's, that's quite, it is, it is super dramatic, isn't it? That ending, it just packs a punch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are our, those are our little comments there. So thank you very much to you guys for taking part. Really appreciate it. I've Check got one out. last one last comment to make. Yeah, Matt, which I forgot about earlier. Mantis mentions Kevin Bacon. What? Really? <laughs> I missed yes. that because. Um, oh my god! Yes, because Quill said something in the film along the lines of. Um, Oh my god, they're talking about icons on Earth. Yeah. Why are they talking about that? Because Thanos is going to go to Earth. And then it. Oh, maybe they're talking about the Avengers. And then. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Thor is explaining the Avengers and he says, oh, they're like whatever on Earth, right? Not icons or whatever. And then Mantis says, oh, like Kevin Bacon. And I was like, oh. 
Did you I miss that? that? I completely missed that, mate. Oh, mate, it happens, yeah. When Thor arrives on the Guardian ship, that's when it happens. And I was literally like, oh my God, that's why. That's why she's so keen on Kevin oh. in that holiday special. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, I love the holiday special. That's oh, so good. Right, what are you giving Rates. this, my friend? This is this is the moment. This is the moment. What rating are we giving this? I am giving this... Um, oh, fuck it. I'm giving this a whole bag, mate. I can't, I can't not give it a whole bag. It's a whole bag for me, too. This, you can't this not. Is, this is... You know, right, this actually um, ties in with uh, a bit of a real, real forest story from today, right? I went to, right. I went to Tesco's for lunch. Uh-huh. I got myself a meal deal. Oh. I had a look. I surveyed the crisps. <laughs> I had a did. look at all of the different crisps uh, that that were available to buy, uh, and in in the corner of my eye, I spotted Skips. Now Hello. it has been a long time since I've helped myself to a bag of Skips. Talk to me. Talk to uh, me. And I'm I, interested. And I, I bought that bag of Skips, and for me. This is what this film feels like. This film feels like you can return at any point. I can go back. I'm I'm comfortable with it. I love it. It's two hour. It's two and a half hours where I'm not clock watching. I'm not thinking about what you know what's going on in life. I'm just enjoying a film for what it is. That's the bag of skips. That is incredibly true because I think out of every film that we have currently reviewed. This is the one where I didn't even want to look down to write a note on my phone because I was desperate to not miss anything. Yeah, it is that good. It is, yeah. and and there are you know there there are argu- arguments left, right, and center about what is the best MCU movie. But if you think top three, your everyone, I would say mostly everyone will have Infinity War in that top three. Yeah, without a doubt. It is that good. Um, and slightly less people will have the next film we're about to cover, um, which you know, if if this didn't whet your appetite for a brand, uh, for, for a brilliant year of uh, Don't Be a Hero podcast, uh, then the next uh, next one is certainly going to whet your whistle, and that is Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, oh. We're going to now. This is a film I have never seen in its full length, Matt. Well, this is a first then. So this is going to be a first for, for me. Just because I saw, I think I saw half an hour of it, I gave up and I thought, because of this, because Infinity War had come out, and I was like, well, why not? Why would I want to watch? I wasn't interested in the first Ant-Man. So if this one is not connected to what I've just seen, no. I've got no interest. What they should have done is that, yeah, because obviously the post credit scene of Infinity War was... Um, Nick Fury doing the distress signal to yes, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. It should have Straight been Captain, have Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. Captain Marvel. Like, Ant Man and the Wasp should not just not have been like yeah. allude to it at the beginning of Endgame and explain that's where you know that's where he's been. But absolutely, only Captain Marvel should have been in the mm-hmm. middle of these two films. Do you know what I think I'll do, Forrest, for next what? week? What's that, mate? I think I'll find myself a little bit of fan fiction, mate. <gasps> yes, please. A bit of waspy, waspy ant, uh, ant fiction, if you will. Where's my ant? Oh, there it is. You know. <laughs> that is some real footage. That's the second real footage that I... Uh... <laughs> it's 
extrapolate that and put it on Instagram. Wow. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do a bit. We'll do a bit of fan fiction next week. So if you, um, if any of you dear listeners out there are interested and haven't heard any fan fiction yet from Don't Be a Hero podcast, well, you've got to go back to phase two to get that. So get 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 your teeth into that, and then you'll realise how excited you're going to be. You'll understand how much of a big deal it is to return oh, wow. the fan fiction. All right, it's not safe for work, guys. All right. Make sure you can make sure make sure next week the kids are asleep or not in the not in the car. All right, just make sure you got headphones on. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Oh wow, well, we were. There. We're gonna get some waspy. We're gonna get some ant business in. All right. Uh, and don't worry, because I know you're all missing out, but I will be bringing back my 500 Marvel Cinematic Universe facts. As written by my main man, Lionel Richards. <laughs> Fucking, you are going to get some shares it out of this, is. aren't you? Well, well, we will. Honestly, <laughs> just the feel of the book in my hands. Just, mm. wow, you, it's like you're holding the this. sports almanac in like Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like... I'm just going to hit you with a random fact. Oh, okay. okay. All right. This is how, this this, is how we're going to end. All this right. Is, this is how we should end, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> I just keep drinking my pork. Go on, you're gone. It took the makeup artists five hours daily to do makeup and apply 18 prosthetic tattoo pieces onto Dave Baptista. Chris Pratt revealed that during this process, Baptista stood the entire time with hands holding onto rails, which had tennis balls on them, with no complaints whatsoever. Thank you for watching, dear listener. All right, we'll, you know, we'll 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 try, we'll try and lay low on the facts a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we'll just stop at the dear listener bit. We'll, we'll just stop there because I'm just lingering. Tara, right. mate. Bye bye. I'm a bit pissed. All right. Bye. <laughs>